0: Yes, it's time to talk to Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun and Vaughn has been doing a little digging when it comes to the number of British Columbians out there who are waiting for radiation treatment. Good morning, Vaughn.
1: Good morning, Simi, and nice to hear the village people back Introduce. It's me. so you. Yeah, like That is such you know, a great know, song for you. You know, you're probably thinking if they were going to make a movie of his life, which member of the village people would he want to play him, right?
0: Okay, I'll um, ask. Okay, well, I'm guessing
1: the producer would roll his eyes and go, well, those guys are all buff, you know, even <laughs> 30 years later. And he'd probably cast someone like Ernest
0: Borgnine as me. Oh, <laughs> now you're dating yourself. There's a lot of people out there who don't know Ernest <laughs> yeah, Bordnoy. I, I, up. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone with a construction worker for you, Mom, but that's just me. Okay, so let's talk about these numbers, about people yeah. waiting for radiation treatment. So Adrian Dix,
1: it turns out, understated the number of British Columbians who are waiting too long for radiation treatment. And he did it on Monday. So on Monday, he announced... He was going to be sending almost 5,000 British Columbian cancer patients south to Bellingham for radiation treatment because the waiting lists are too long here. So he acknowledged the lists are too long, but he understated how many people were waiting too long. The optimum, four weeks. You get diagnosed with cancer. You should be getting radiation treatment within four weeks. And most of Canada hits that target most of the time, 97% of our cancer patients. Dick says, well, you know, we're not doing that well, but here the number is 83%, which is well below 97%. But the head of the Liberals, yesterday we talked about this, uh, they came up with a screen capture uh, leaked to them that showed that it's even worse than Dix let on, 77%. The head of the BC Cancer Agency uh, yesterday, chief medical officer Dr. Kim Chi, said, yeah, it's 77%. So the difference and percentages, the difference is the number of patients, right? If you accept Dix's number, 2,400 British Columbians were waiting too long. The actual number, 3,200 British Columbians were waiting too long. The difference is 800. And if you were one of those people waiting too long, that's a lot. People with the diagnosis of breast cancer, prostate cancer, because those are the two target groups, they're not going to go to Bellingham, but uh, the suggestion from these numbers is we should probably be sending even more people to Bellingham if we really want to catch up with the rest of the country where, uh, as I say, the number of people waiting too long nationally, uh, much less than the problem we have here in British Columbia. It's a serious problem. and We all covered Adrian Dix for a long time, and we know he's the master of the data and has it all at his fingertips. I find it suspicious that he understated the scale of the problem on this issue in the course of justifying his decision to go to Bellingham.
0: Yeah, that's a, a weird one because it's like it's eight hundred. It's not a it's a big number. Yes, obviously for those people waiting, but why not just say the bigger number?
1: I agree. And uh, you know, when the liberals came out with this leaked number yesterday, you know, you, you go on social media and you find the usual NDP supporters mocking it and saying, "Oh no, you know, they're just making it up" and all that. No, they didn't. the The actual number was confirmed. By the Chief Medical Health Officer for BC Cancer, we're only hitting the mark 77% of the time, which means 23% of the British Columbians who are diagnosed with cancer and needing radiation treatment are waiting too long. And, you know, the other thing, this is A complicated story but remember what we've also heard from the specialists in this field there are three kinds of waiting for for cancer treatment the first is your family doctor sending you to an oncologist that's wait number one and those lists are long and they're not tackling that the second waiting is your oncologist sees you and says okay we're gonna need a bunch of tests waiting for the tests that's the second kind exactly, of waiting. Exactly, yeah. They're not dealing with that either. And then there's wait number three, which is you've been diagnosed, you need radiation treatment, and a bunch of British Columbians are waiting too long for that. And and this matters because British Columbia used to have a national reputation for the best results on cancer treatment. We've been slipping and lagging and falling behind And as I say, the problem is worse than Adrian Dix let on on Monday of this week.
0: Well, another area where the problem is getting worse, and that, of course, is our overdose numbers for the province. More of them came out about 24 hours ago. And this is now we are kind of well into this whole safe supply experiment situation, Vaughn. Yeah, so the
1: people that came up with solutions to this problem uh, for a long time told us that uh, safe supply and decriminalization of small amounts of drugs were going to be the key to getting this thing under control. And that kicked in in January, so we're four months in. These are the April numbers, and it's not getting better. And I think what you're hearing, what you're seeing out there, is people saying, okay, we're not there yet. How long is it going to take? At what point do the advocates of these reforms, I mean, they're already on the defensive yesterday, at what point do the advocates of these reforms Expect a turnaround well, this is too soon. Give it a few more months well, and we don 't have much choice in that, but I think there is skepticism about some ac- ac- aspects of this, and I think we started hearing that skepticism yesterday,
0: right, and obviously some pushback on that as well. I know Chief coroner Lisa lapointe is is kind of playing that down. yeah, I mean, she came out
1: and said first of all it 's too soon, okay. Uh, she also criticized um, Anonymous reports uh, of two things. One, that the safe supply is being diverted back into the black market and contributing to overdose deaths. She said there's no evidence that safe supply is contributing to overdose deaths. Okay, well, there, and there have been reports of that, so okay. Um, and the second thing she said is she's very concerned about re stigmatizing drug use. So this is aimed at the municipalities around British Columbia that are trying to pass bylaws to ban open public drug use in parks, playgrounds, recreational places that are frequented by families and children. I think there's a lot of public support for that. The premier himself, David Eby, indicated that, yeah, he thinks the local governments have a point, and he's talked about meeting with them and looking at what can be done, but Lisa LaPointe said yesterday her great concern is it will drive drug use back underground, that what we need to be doing is providing safe spaces for drug taking. We're not doing enough of that, but if we just say no public use, no use in parks and other places. All we're going to do is lead people to taking a loan at home or retreating to the back alleys. Hmm.
0: And that seems to me what's going on. That, that is the problem already is the yeah. taking a loan at home. That's what's killing people. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. But I think, uh, Simi, that public patience for yes. some aspects of this is wearing out. I don't think the advocates are helping by Uh, going after councils, that are trying to restrict some open public use. I think the premier's picked up on that. He's warned this is an experiment. He said we're going to test it and not necessarily stick with it if the results continue to be discouraging.
0: Right. When you're dismissing people's genuine concerns about it, you're right. It kind of makes both sides get their backs up, but that doesn't help here.
1: Yeah, no. And it's unfortunate that, you know, but I mean, things get polarized, right? The opposition parties federally and uh, provincially are saying, well, where are the the results you promised, right? Well, that's what opposition parties do, right? They question government programs. They say you promised a certain set of results and it hasn't happened. And at what point do we see where your ideas, government, are actually working?
0: Exactly, Vaughn. Thank you. Bye-bye, Sim. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.